Have you ever wondered what tools a podcaster and a podcast editor uses? Today, I'm going to share my tools with you. What's happening, podcasters? This is 1000 Podcasters, and I'm Brian Ensminger. I'm a podcaster and a podcast editor, and I want to see you be successful with your podcast. This particular episode is a bit of a stretch for me, and I'll share a little bit more about that in just a minute. It's also part of the 30-Day Solo Podcast Challenge with David Hooper over at bigpodcast.com and National Podcast Post Month. We're coming up on the end of that. I inserted a couple of days in the middle of my own stuff, so this might run for a couple days longer. You will, however, find links to both of those in the episode notes in case you want to check that out. This time, we're talking about podcasting equipment, particularly the the stuff that I use to record and then also what I use to edit as an editor. Because I see people asking, and I've mentioned this before all the time, what's the best podcast microphone? It's asked so often, it could almost be a meme, but it's a valid question. And similarly, what's the best software to use? Again, that could be a meme as well. So I thought I would share with you what I'm using so that if you're interested, you could take advantage of what I do. However, I want to mention at the outset a couple of things as I start sharing the tools and the workflow that I use. First, This is probably overkill for most podcasters, okay? So I I want you to take what I'm sharing and apply a little bit of wisdom and logic to it and see if it makes sense for your workflow because not everything that I'm using is necessary for podcasting, okay? Second thing I want to mention, there are links in the episode notes for the stuff that I'm talking about. Some of those links are affiliate links, which means that if you use that link to make a purchase, I will get a small commission for that for referring you. However, I stand by what I'm refer or what I'm recommending or what I'm what I'm sharing because it's literally what's sitting on my desk and a little bit under my desk. However, if you would prefer to not use my affiliate links, that's certainly fine. All of this stuff is easily findable on the internet. If you want to use my links, I get a small commission. If not, No worries on that. Okay, good. All right. So the tools that I use for my workflow as a podcaster and as a podcast editor, since I'm in the studio today, I'm not on the road and I'm also working on a solo episode. We're going to go through the workflow for that. Okay. So to start off, I typically outline my episodes in notes. It's an app on the Mac and I've got a keyboard shortcut set up with text expander to allow myself to create a quick outline, a framework for an outline, and then I can fill in the rest of the blanks with the episode notes. In fact, that's what I did today. Okay, so I'm going through those right now. Talk into an RE320. It's the Electro Voice RE320 microphone. It is sort of the little brother of the RE20, which is a very well-known broadcast microphone in the radio industry. It's a little bit less expensive. The Tonal color is a little bit different, but it works great for me. I have a pop filter on that. And then also it is sitting in a shock mount that it kind of looks like a medieval torture device. But the purpose of this shock mount is to keep me, when I bump the desk, keep that from going into the microphone because I talk with my hands and I do bump the desk. That shock mount is mounted to a boom arm which is attached to my desk. That way I can swivel the microphone out of the way when I'm not using it and bring it over when I am. And uh, I have a new desk in my office, so I'm still kind of working through some of the setup, but I have it connected to the desk for right now. That's It's temporarily connected. I'm looking for a more permanent solution, but that's what I've got going on right now. And then I also have a Rolls 
cough switch. That's under the desk that I can, I can activate that by using my foot. That way, if I need to cough, especially if I have a guest on the line for a different show and I need to cough or there's some noise going on while they're talking, I can mute that so that I don't get all of that out of the way. Again, I, re- I realize this is overkill, okay? But that's, that's what I do. Then that runs into the Sound Devices Mix Pre 3. That's what I use as an interface. This is a great unit. I really like it. There are some limitations that I wish I could get beyond. However, it sounds really good and I really like it. So that's what I'm using. And then from the Mix Pre 3, it goes into my MacBook. Uh, it's a used MacBook that I picked up on eBay. I watched the specs and found something that I was looking for, picked that up, and it's what I use for all of the editing that I do, all of the recording I do is that MacBook. I record into Hindenburg Journalist Pro, which is the software that I like the most for recording and editing podcasts. It's a little bit expensive. It works for me. Did I mention that this might be overkill for some people? Okay, so it might be overkill. When I'm done recording an episode, usually I will run it through a couple of stages of Isotopes RX-7 Advanced, depending on what I hear. As an example, my voice, I tend to be a little bit dehydrated for whatever reason, so there are often some mouth clicks. In fact, you might be hearing those today because I'm actually not going to run it through that process. You can hear the results of me not doing this. And then I also will run it through a deplosive, so any of those popping peas will help bring those out. I'm also not going to do that today. And then if there's background noise or room reverb or things like that, I might also try to remove some of that with RX-7 Advanced. I like to get all of that stuff done before I go through and do any editing and any equalization or compression or anything like that. Okay, so then when I've got that done, I'm back into Hindenburg Journalist Pro and I will typically use a few different plugins depending on what I'm trying to accomplish. The two that I wanted to talk about today are two that I really like. One is the Sheps Omni Channel. If I could only have one plugin for podcasting, I would probably choose this one because it allows me to do a lot of the different things for sweetening the audio all in one plugin. So if there are strong S's, I can reduce those. I can roll off the low end if there are a lot of popping P's or some rumble outside thunder. You might hear some thunder tonight because it's been raining. Who knows what you're going to hear. Um, I can also equalize it and compress it. I can apply a gate or like a lot of stuff. Okay, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. And then I also like to use the vocal writer at the end just to kind of tighten up the, the levels a little bit. So those are two plugins that I like. And then I also really like to use Isotopes RX-8 to do a few things on the output side because I, I just like to use a couple of those modules as kind of a mastering piece of piece of this on a master channel. I use Hindenburg to add all of the file data, the information about the file, so the image, the title, all of that stuff. I do that in Hindenburg Journalist Pro, and then I publish that directly to, to Libsyn. I'm listening on a pair of, what are these? Audio-Technica ATH M30 headphones, and I'm running those through an AKG HP12U headphone amp. It's got a USB connection as well as a plug-in connection. Did I mention this might be overkill? I'm actually looking for some ways to get what I want to do with 
fewer pieces of gear, but this is where I am right now. And then if I'm going to listen through speakers, I have a pair of Alesis M1 Active Mark III. These are powered studio monitors. They're currently sitting right on top of my desk. I actually need to get something to raise them up a little bit off the desk, but I'm not there yet. Did I mention this is overkill? Okay. So this is what I use. Not every element of this is necessarily essential. Some of this is stuff that I've picked up over the last few years, and I need to kind of get tidied up. But this is the process that I'm using, and that's that's what goes into this. I use all of these tools at some point or another for the production of an episode. This particular episode, other than recording the episode and making sure it's loud enough and applying the image and stuff, I'm not going to do any post-processing. So you're probably going to hear mouth clicks. You're probably going to hear some popping peas, even with a pop filter. And you're, you, there might be some variations in the volume, okay? So you're going to hear what happens when I don't do this. And you can go back a few episodes to compare it to what happens when I do this. What about you? I'm interested in the workflow and the tools that you use as a podcaster or as an editor. What do you use? Hit me up in the comments. The comments for this one will be on the episode notes, toptieraudio.com slash 82. That's where you can leave your comment. I would love to hear from you about what you're using. You can find me at toptieraudio.com. That's where you're going to find links to my social profiles, a way to set up a consultation, to talk to me about possibly editing a show, to send me a personal note. All of that stuff is at toptieraudio.com. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out there and make a great podcast. Oh, and did I mention this might be overkill? You don't have to do all of this, okay? This is just what I do. Thanks again for listening. Go out there and make a great podcast.